Lamb Brewing Company, Columbus, Ohio. I'm good at that. Oh, that's good. Did you like that? Were you recording that one? Yeah. Land Grant Brewing presents Land Grant University. Beers with the Brewers. Welcome to today's episode of Beers with the Brewers. I'm Eric, and I'm here today with Mr. Walt Keys. How's it going? And Chris... Hellerman. Hello. And Dan Shaver. Ahoy. And today we are talking about a brand new beer that we are launching this week, and we are calling it Bitter Chill. Bitter Chill is a West Coast-style IPA with citrus peel, apricot, and it is dry and bitter. Dan, why don't you tell us uh, a little bit more about what this beer is and what is the inspiration behind it? Uh, I will certainly try. Um, So, uh, I'd was uh, saying to our other brewer, Grant, uh, today that this is a uh, love letter to Amarillo. And the reason I said that is because I hate people that say that. Um, but it, this really, I think, is the, a very true expression of, of Amarillo. It's um, a hop we've kind of rediscovered lately. It, um, it's super versatile and um, uh, equally uh, is at home in and in, in a, you know, Northeast style um, IPA as it is West Coast IPA as it is, you know, pale ale. It's a very versatile hop. So what is that profile? Um, Largely what I get is um, apricot or just kind of a generic stone fruit, um, but also um, a kind of a mixture of orange and grapefruit, a little bit of both. Some people say more orange, um, but anyway, uh, that's what I get out of it. So we had Amarillo and uh, our usual uh, Columbus on the hot side, and then uh, Amarillo Cryo uh, on the uh, dry hop, sort of super concentrated uh, version of Amarillo, and I uh, thought that worked really well. Uh, but a little um, a little bit more bitterness than uh, we usually put in our IPAs, given that this is a West Coast style, 77 IPUs. has got a nice little bitter sort of pithy snap at the end. And, yeah, um, grist was pretty simple. Uh, just our, our silo malt, a uh, little wheat for um, some uh, head retention and uh, some dextrose to uh, dry it out and give that super dry and, uh, spoiler alert, uh, crushable uh, IPA. Oh, Absolutely. Am I wrong in saying it would a, a dis- as a descriptor earthy? Can I get like an earthy sort of kind of bitterness in there that I really like? No, that's fair. Um, I do, we do get a bit of that with our. Um, uh, we've got a, a couple Amarillos uh, doing the rounds to the, um, actually three, I think. But anyway, uh, one, one of those variants, I think the YCH Amarillo, has a bit of a floral earthy character to it. Uh, which is why we um, kept that on the hot side. Uh, you know, again, a touch of that is nice. Had some some depth and uh, some interesting hop notes, but you wouldn't want that to be the predominant um, flavor. Is yeah, oh yeah, this tastes like citrusy dirt. Um, so, in a good way. Yeah, but no, you are definitely correct. Awesome. Yeah, no, I tried a little bit of this this morning right off the line, and I have to confess, I was like, eh, but as I'm drinking it now, it's definitely like. 
growing on me a whole lot more in my tongue sitting in there. I've already almost finished my first can. I'm ready to move on to number two. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty dang tasty, and I finished mine before we started recording, my first one at least. <laughs> and uh, I could I could drink a lot of this beer. It's a it's great, and I mean it's sort of silly. I mean throwbacky classic IPA kind of way, but I get a ton of melon off this guy. Yeah, it was um, a lot more peach and melon immediately after it was dry hopped but that's very um so both very fragile uh esters and um didn't didn't all survive on the way to the bright tank but um some of them did and uh, yeah that was certainly something i noticed it's it's again very cool when um you do the tasting notes for the beer before you brew it and they actually match what you did when you brewed it because that's not always the case um but yeah it's kind of like me in uh school writing book reports before i read the book yeah and then getting an a on it still somehow nailed it yeah cliff notes baby awesome well that kind of leads into uh the the next big question and that is how crushable is it how crushable is it starting with you mr walt uh walt keys what do you think um as someone that likes hops and someone that likes bitter beer, I, um, six and a six point six. Let's. I'm gonna go with six point six beers. Well, six point six beers. Uh, let's go with a four. Four crusher. All right, Chris. <laughs> I'm gonna go with with a long pause and then a. I'll second that for. Yeah, I uh, I think it's uh, it's it's crisp enough that you can you can keep going. Um, yeah, I, I definitely a four. It's got it's got a lot of flavor to keep you wanting more, but you're not getting uh, you're not getting full. It is that tricky thing though. It is like with all that flavor and the and the. I think that's what's holding everything back. Bitterness. Well, it's just like it's gonna be it's gonna be tricky. You're gonna have to pick the right beer to transition to uh, from this. Not that it's like overly, overly bitter. It's not a palate record or something, but it's it's definitely got a lot of hop. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Uh, presence. Dan? I'm going to say five. Uh, this oh. will most likely take over. Uh, oh, man. Once, uh, once Lifty starts to, to phase out and leave the rotation. I've been uh, a, lot of, a lot of home lately as well. So mm-hmm. um, he's kind of... Uh, bready but dry and crisp IPAs we've been brewing lately mostly I just brew what I like to drink this time of year <laughs> so um, that's you know I like something that's that's very dry has a bit of a bitter snap to it um, and yeah I'll say a five rock on uh, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna join Chris and Walt in the four camp I, uh, I think it's uh, it's right there but yeah that 6.6 has got me a little hesitant to, to lean into into five but so it's gonna be 17 divided by four don't know carry the one four point winning combination I mostly disagreed because I wanted to see you guys do math brings me joy yeah, it's uh, it's why we're not brewing, and you and you are the mastermind. Um, well, Walt, can you tell us a little bit about this can? It's uh, it's simple, but mm-hmm. just like a snowflake, and yet uh, it's yeah. unique. Yeah, um, I, I, I will. So the, the working name for this beer was Frozen Coast, which I really liked as a uh, as a beer name. But we, 
ultimately decided it was too close to uh, Frozen Grove, our um, mm. our uh, wit beer that we do, um, which was a bummer. But sort of along those lines, though, we wanted to play up the sort of winterness, this sort of beer with a lot of flavor for uh, for the you know colder months. Um, and yeah, the something with bitter in the name, and, and so the, the name Bitter Chill popped up as sort of a pun on bitter pill, but also describing, you know, the the coldness of it. But also with the cryo hops happening in there, um, I think it, uh, you know, Dan, that's a good question. So cryo, they, they use some sort of cold process. I, I, that was another reason. <laughs> I, I, I sort of threw it in there to kind of um, play off of the, the whole winter IPA yeah. uh, type of of vibe, but uh, it is. They say doubly concentrated. Yeah. Um, so there's half as much vegetal material in a double concentration of the oils and um, alpha acids. But it's yeah. they use um, um, supercritical CO2. CO2. Right. Yeah, and flood the hops, and uh, then they get uh, smushed up, and um, when they. Um, yeah, and then when the, the CO2 goes back to um, a gas form, what is left is the, the cryo powder that they didn't pelletize. Yeah. So, I yeah. totally, I'm sure I messed that up. <laughs> it works for me. But yeah, so like, yeah, playing off that whole like cryo cold thing and the time of year, um, and then wanting to do something just real clean and simple with the label, um, just whipped up those, those snowflakes with the... Uh, with the uh, hops inside of them. Um, and then I did include a palm tree in there to sort of bring in the West Coastiness of it all. But, you know, it's all just pretty abstract. No, it's great because I feel like, yeah, it's kind of like blending a lot of like interesting things. Like usually when I think West Coast, I think summer, I think sunny and bright and everything. Yeah. But yeah, having like a, the kind of like the, the positives of like a winter cold. IPA and uh, married that with the yeah that West Coast style. Yeah, I just wanted I'm to look it. cold and uh, but also hoppy. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, Chris. How uh, what was this batch size? Because this is going to be a beer. I think that you're going to want to get what you can. It's a quick one. Yeah, uh, we did sixty, so three batches of this, sixty barrels. Um, so uh, normally we do at least eighty of a some we're going to have around for a bit, uh, and we did sixty, which probably means it's not going to be around very long. Cool. So, yeah, grab it out there in stores while you can. In the meantime, uh, Walt, what do we got going on in the tap room this week? Um, so many things. So many things. Tonight, there's nothing, it being <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> so many things. But that's the reason to uh, recommend you book yourself an igloo down here at the beer garden. Um, igloos and curling uh, still available. Those are going to be igloos are going to be around till mid March, um, probably come down right before March Madness and curling. We're going to keep around as long as we can. Um, so that's obviously pretty weather dependent. So uh, as long as it stays cold enough, we'll have curling going. So head to landgrantbrewing.com and uh, book yourself one of those things. Um, Friday, this Friday is Franklin to Friday. So uh, tomorrow, if you listen to this podcast uh, on the release day, uh, we'll be releasing a Gradziki. Am I saying that right? Gradziki? Gradziki? Gradziki. Yeah. So smoked wheat uh, beer, um, that's going to be our Franklinton Friday beer. And the label for that features uh, local to Franklinton artist uh, Michael Bush. So come pick some of that up, give it a taste, and uh, 
hop around the neighborhood and see all the fun things that go on down here for Franklin's and Friday. That's the second Friday of every month. Um, Saturdays, uh, every Saturday, well, pretty much every Saturday, we have a uh, free tour, free brewery tour at 3 o'clock. Uh, usually that's Justin Ryan, our uh, tapper manager, gives that uh, tour. It's free. You don't have to sign up. You don't have to get tickets. Just uh, arrive a little before 3 and do that. Sunday, we've got uh, the big game. Maybe hey. you heard of it. Uh, also known as the Super Bowl. Um, I know we're not supposed to say that, but I'm just saying it anyway. You're not supposed to say the um, SB word? No, you're not supposed to, but I don't think that uh, NBC is listening to this podcast. Trademark, copyrighted, um, something like that. No kidding. All right. but the, the, the local team, the Cincinnati Bengals, are playing the Rams. Featuring Joey Burr. I've now lived in Columbus, uh, at least for land grant, for eight years. And, um, you know, four to five years before that for college, and I have never once seen the Columbus media pay any attention to the Cincinnati Bengals in the least a bit until this week in which you would think that it was like the Upper Arlington Golden Bears playing in the Super Bowl. Um, but, yeah. But, yeah, the Bengals are in the Super Bowl. That's pretty cool. I say that Chiefs playoffs game was a great first day to be a Bengals fan. <laughs> right, yeah. So uh, we will have the Super Bowl on. That starts at 6.30 on Sunday. Um, and that's a good place to mention that Ray Ray's is here every Thursday through Sunday for all your barbecue needs. Monday, Euchre League rolls on. Come on down, play Euchre. We've always got room for subs. Uh, Yellow Brick Pizza providing um, pizza for uh, all participants. Uh, COVID-19 vaccine required for Euchre play. Uh, Tuesdays, Travia Trivia is back in the tap room, six to eight. Uh, tortilla food truck or Tortilla Street Food um, is here making burritos and tacos and burrito bowls for you on Tuesdays. And this Wednesday, we have a Pour Your Heart Out. So that is the name of the art on our Franklin's and Friday can uh, from Michael Bush. Pour Your Heart Out candle making event with our friends from Penn and Beach from five thirty to seven thirty. That's going to be 30 bucks. It'll get you a custom candle and your first beer. Tickets are available if you go to landgrantbrewing.com slash events or just navigate to our events page on our website. Um, there is a link for tickets in there. So do that. Did, uh, did you, this is our second time doing that, right? Yeah, we did a couple of uh, candle things with them during the holidays. Did you guys do any of the, participate in any of those events? As, uh, I, I don't have any sort of child care. Gotcha. No, I, I I saw the after effects or smelled some candles uh, as that were came out of that, and they they smelled amazing. So yeah, definitely so, uh, definitely recommend that so event. Come if you're interested that in candle making. I've been lighting my beard crumbs candle pretty much every every day for yeah. about a month and a half. Does yeah, they did some beer inspired candles last time. They smelled you, great. Bring you joy. It does give you great joy. Beard crumb notes. I'm a big like I, I really uh, I'm very picky about my candles, and that's a very very good one. There Fantastic. Um, yeah, and uh, and if you do come down to make a candle, uh, hit up our good friends from Two Fat Indians, a top ten, number two, I think, food truck here in town, right behind number one area. So, yeah, um, that's all we got. Fantastic. Well, on. What's up? Yeah, what's up? what's up, Chris? All right, so I did a little research, supercritical CO2 extraction, because I'm a sciencey guy, and I was like, yeah, I know, yeah, sure. Definitely know, no, I, I really didn't know what that was. <laughs> um, so supercritical CO2, carbon dioxide, 
uh, when it reaches the supercritical state at 1,071 PSI and 31.1 degrees Celsius. Okay. So a little warmer than like a summer day outside. And, oh, Celsius. Um, <laughs> and, a, and a very, very, vi- that's a lot of pressure. It's a ton of pressure. Half ton of pressure. The joke there. Uh, but anyway, um, so when it reaches that supercritical state, it acts as a liquid and a gas at the same time. So it works as a gas where it can go into all the tiny little nooks and crannies. And it works as a liquid where it can also um, dissolve things like a solvent. So potentially you would do this. Um, you would chop up the hops, which they do anyway. And then they can put that in there. And I'm guessing... The C- where when the CO2 hits the plant material, it uh, reacts with something called a trichome, which then which is part of the vegetal matter, and I believe that that breaks down. And I'm thinking that that part of the vegetal matter then gets extracted out, and then you're left with all the lupulin goodness. But it could be the other way around. You could extract all the lupulin goodness. And leave the plant matter behind. I think it's the second one. Okay. That's what I said. Gosh. <laughs> yeah. A ton of pressure. That was your big joke? It was a half ton. A half ton of pressure. Because it's, it's like 1,000 pounds, so it's 2,000 pounds, Walt. You got it? Yeah, I sure. liked it. My dad joke game has uh, been ramping up these last few weeks, so uh, I'll take it as anywhere that we can get them. Good stuff, Chris. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you all for listening to another fantastic episode of Beers with the Brewers. And next week, we will be talking about, well, what will we be talking about? There's a couple different options. It seems like we could go with the podcast next week. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. All right. We'll stay tuned for a surprise. All right, everybody. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you next week. Thanks. So long. So long. Tip your bartenders. Oh, yeah. Tip your dang bartenders. Oh, yeah. I can't forget that. That's absolutely the most important part of this. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. You're not going to see it. Like a public bathroom for like the first time that was like multiple, like just a normal public bathroom with Genevieve. And I took her in because, you know, I'm a, I can't go into the girls' bathroom. That doesn't work. And uh, she was intrigued by the urinals and just staring at these like people <laughs> yeah. going pee. And I was just like, girl, we, can't, we don't stare at people. Yeah, she's like, a, every time they go, because it's the same thing. I, like, I, cannot, yeah. I can't go into the women's restroom. And Margo's old enough that I can send her in there now, and she can just do her thing. But, like, June still. But, yeah, every time you go in there, it's like, what are these potties? Can I use that? No. Just keep moving. Don't touch anything. It does look like a sweet ride. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You want to try that out. You want to drive around blocks, see how things go. (laughs) First time I use them, I'm like, this is all right, you know? This has been a parent corner on Beers of the Brewers. This is is all the parents right here. Yeah. Is it not? Hey, rock and roll.